to another edition of Radio Bypass, bringing you rock and roll music that deserves to be heard and conversations with the people creating all this great music. And as you know, we like bringing you guests from a long time ago, legacy artists, like recently we had Mark Farner on the show. And then we also like to bring you new bands and turn you on to uh, especially a lot of young bands right now that are creating some really killer rock and roll. But today's interview, we're going to have a little bit of a mixture. We've got a legacy band, but with something new and a very interesting story. Joining Radio Bypass today, we've got David Lance, bassist for a band called Rock Boulevard. How are you, David? Hey, Ralph. I'm doing good. Thanks for having me on the show this afternoon. Oh, my pleasure. I'm I'm very interested in uh, hearing your story. Um, it's a story. It's a story. <laughs> it's definitely a story. For sure, for sure. Okay, so this this is this is going to be really really interesting. But you've got a record out now that you're uh, that you guys are supporting called "I Got What You Want." Correct. But the story is, it's not necessarily brand new music. It's newly released, but it really goes it goes back and has some deep history. Tell us about <laughs> tell us about Rock Boulevard. Tell us your story. It's, it's funny and it's comical and it's kind of like a a head scratcher and it's really, it's one of those things that, you know, you never even would have thought it would happen, but it did. The album originally uh, was recorded and released in uh, night. We recorded it in the spring or summer of 1989, 1989. And then it was actually out in 1990 um, we were based out of Reno, Nevada, and we were kind of a, you know, really, you know, we were an up and coming band in the, uh, what they call the sunset strip hair, hair metal scene. Uh, and we had an opportunity to do this record. Uh, we professionally recorded it at Grand's house studio where, uh, Dio white snake, uh, have done their, you know, have done their music. Uh, it was professionally mastered at, uh, you know, master disc down in, in Los Angeles. And the funny thing was, is like the CD was done. Everything was great. We were starting to get some airplay and build up some steam. And then poof, the band just kind of imploded. And like I said, this is 1989, 1990. So the exact reasons are still a little blurry, but for whatever reason, it was like we had a great band, a great product, great CD. We were kind of building up steam and then we were gone. And like I said, you probably, along beer burp, people would have might have missed and everybody's like, <laughs> It was Rock Boulevard. I never heard of these guys. Um, long story even longer is, you know, like everything else, you put it to bed, you moved on, you did other things with, uh, with your life and your musical projects or, or whatever. And then kind of around the era that uh, the social media started kicking in, uh, MySpace, I, I started getting pinged from people from like Russia, Australia, England, Germany. And they're like, hey, were you the bass player in this band, Rock Boulevard out of Reno? Uh, We love your band. We'd love to get the CD. Uh, Can you tell us anything about the band? And I'm like, huh? What? You remember? Yeah. (laughs) No, well, yeah, I remember I was in the band. I mean, you know, I did did spend a a good amount. It was actually my very first original band ever. Uh, It was the first time I ever recorded uh, any music in a professional studio. It was the first, everything was the first, first, first for me. And I was like, yeah, it's, yeah, no, I might have some stuff in a shoebox at my mom's house, you know, and they're like, oh, my God, if the band ever gets back together, you know, anything, let, let us know. And I'm like, Okay. And, you know, like as time went on, uh, you kind of fast forward, you know, MySpace went its way and, and then Facebook popped up. 
Uh, and about two, I want to say almost three years ago, I got uh, a, a messenger request from a guy named uh, Josh uh, Dowdle, and he uh, and his brother own a record label called Metallic Blue Records. And he's like, hey, you know, kind of the same scenario. Were you the guy that played bass in Rock Boulevard? We'd love to talk to you about re reissuing your music. And, and then again, again, I'm like, okay, sure you are. <laughs> like, uh, how much is this going to cost us? I haven't spoken to the guys in, you know, several years. And, uh, you know, but, you know, whatnot. But anyway, the funny thing is I got on the phone with him. Okay, let me hear this guy's pitch. I'm sure he's going to want us to pay the freight and whatnot. But it turned out just to be the op exact opposite. He was like, I don't know if you guys know this, but your Rock Boulevard CD is one of the holy grails of underground melodic rock trading and music, and everybody is dying to get their hands on it. It's gone on eBay for $1,900, unsealed copy $900. People want your band. Can we talk to you about re-listening re music? And I was like, come on. <laughs> you know, and then I, I, I didn't believe it. And then uh, all of a sudden he, he showed me the, the eBay listings, and I'm like, Wow. Okay, sure. So, you know, again, we, you know, through the logistics of getting everybody together, getting everybody on the same page, collecting, um, you know, photos, music, master tapes, uh, stories, autograph signatures, you know, we got the CD out and they re-released it. Uh, I think it was, uh, came out in November of last year and it's selling well. Amazing. Amazing. Isn't it crazy? <laughs> it, it really is. It really is. I mean, it, it, I just find it such a fascinating story. And now that it's out there, um, you know, you've been getting a lot of good feedback on it too, right? It's been really, really phenomenal. Uh, the CD is, like I said, it's selling well. And, you know, I'll, I'll back up a little bit. I mean, in the terms of selling well, for a band that, like I said, was around for a long beer burp, um, that you basically, you know, we only pressed 250 copies of the original CD and the word of mouth got out over that, you know, the 20 years was incredible. It, there's copies, multiple copies to Japan, England has distribution, Germany. Uh, and I'm like, how do these people know about us? And I guess it was all word of mouth through like these underground, you know, uh, you know, outlets and word of mouth on websites and things like that. And it was just kind of a mind boggler. Like, you gotta be kidding me, but I'm I'm getting the, the numbers and the metrics from the, the guy at the record label. He's like, yeah, he goes, we might have to press another thousand copies. I'm like, wow, that's had, crazy. And you hadn't, these, these other countries that you're mentioning, you hadn't even played a live gig there at all, right? No, we were basically, we kind of went with the approach. We did a couple really, really big shows in Reno. Um, and then we kind of wanted to get into the, <clears throat> the songwriting mode and we wanted to put out a really slick, you know, a really good, you know, representation of what we were doing at the time. And kind of, like I said, go for the record deal. So we were doing, we did shows. Uh, we did a couple of opening shows for some major bands and we did, you know, a couple of headliners, but like I said, it went so fast and it just, it was like, boom, CD, boom, band broke up, boom. Now everybody wants this CD. Who's a fan of this type of music. It was nuts. <laughs> That's amazing. That is amazing. Yeah. And now that this has uh, been out for a bit and you guys are seeing the reaction that you're getting and we finally have um, some control of this lovely coronavirus, um, <laughs> any chance of you guys getting together and, and doing something, even if it's online, um, reuniting? We are, 
we are kind of in the beginning of the beginning of talks of, you know, maybe this is something we can do. I think what we were kind of visioning before the, you know, the whole Corona thing, you know, hit the, hit the fan was we would like to actually do a reunion show in Reno where we kind of kicked off. We were all based out of there. Um, I'm originally from Cleveland, Ohio, but that's another story there, <laughs> how I got to Reno with these guys. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, that's another crazy story part too. But, um, you know, we kind of wanted to do, you know, like a little homecoming, a get together show um, with, you know, with Rock Boulevard. And I think one of the other, you know, really popular bands of the day back, uh, back then. And it was just, like I said, we're kind of now we're just in the beginning of the beginning phases of, okay, can we play? We know we can all do this. Uh, what are we going to sound like? You know, can we do maybe something, you know, online first, see what happens and just kind of go from there. But yeah, I think, you know, even new music at this point, I think everything is open for discussion. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Great. Well, I think that would be awesome. And tell us about the band now. So, you know, you're, you're David and your bass, uh, who else makes up rock Boulevard? Uh, Mark Grover is the singer. Um, and then, uh, Dylan Voth is the, uh, the guitar player. And then uh, Robbie Wolderidge is the uh, the drummer. And uh, Dylan and Robbie, they had actually started the band um, back in their high school marching band days, I want to say in 84, 85. And this was before I even came in the mix. And they uh, they just went from there. They actually did, you know, they did a Rock Boulevard version one with uh, three other guys. That CD has also been unearthed and released as well on Metallic Blue. So there is a whole other version of Rock Boulevard, and that's a whole other story that people don't even know about. But uh, <laughs> I don't want to, you know, I don't want to take too much of your listeners' time. But yeah, so they basically unearthed the masters of the very first band, and they've released, you know, the package, uh, as well as Mark uh, Grover's first band, Rock On, with his brother Michael. Uh, so they did like this little rock and Reno combo and all that info is on the metallic blue website. If anybody wants any additional info on it. Um, but yeah, so there, like I said, we just, um, you know, we just kind of, it kind of evolved into what it was. And now we have the CD out and everybody's like, Hmm, what to do next? Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And that metallic blue records, um, that, that is their exact web address guys. If you're interested in, um, getting the physical CD metallicbluerecords.com is that um, CD available exclusively there or is it available elsewhere as well David um, as far as I know it's uh, for the United States it's available uh, through the website only I'm not sure what they did as far as um, uh, any distribution in the US um, but there is anybody for your friends across the pond uh, who might be listening there is distribution in Germany England and Japan as well uh, they do have several copies at their, you know, outlets. And if we can maybe uh, perhaps, you know, put a link up or something to our Facebook page and anybody that has wants that info, uh, we can get it for them there as soon as I get it. But then it's also available on all the digital platforms like iTunes, uh, Amazon Music, uh, Spotify, I mean, all those other, you know, digital things that make artists absolutely zero in money. You can get it. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, it's there for the taking. If you take, you know, anybody wants to just go grab it and, you know, play it and get on the website. We've got t-shirts available. You know, uh, metallic blue has a great roster of a lot of bands kind of in the same situation like us. They, they were, you know, marginally or, you know, successful, but whatever it didn't translate over into like a record dealer, you know, the big, the big show. Right. Uh, But there's a lot of great music out there to to be found. You just got to kind of, you know, kind of dig around for it these days absolutely yes that is for sure 
Okay. Well, that, okay. So that's good. Well, and if people want to uh, learn more about you and get in touch with you guys, um, what's, what's your Facebook address? Um, that's a good question. Um, <laughs> it's, uh, if you punch in rock Boulevard, uh, spell out Boulevard, it should pop right up. Um, I can put a link, uh, or I can get you a link to your show if you've got something for your, for your stuff later. But sure. I, I kind of put the page together, but to be honest with you, I, I couldn't tell you how to get there I'm, I'm <laughs> other look- than the name of the band. I'm looking, you know? I'm looking right now. So it is, okay. it is at rock Boulevard band on Facebook at rock Boulevard band. That's on Facebook. And do you, do you have uh, the other socials as well? All the same. No, we were, we were, uh, we were toying with the idea of Instagram, but, um, we were just going to kind of, you kind of take it from there. But for right now it's just Facebook. And then, uh, uh, the uh, metallic blue website can, you know, can get a message to us if anybody, uh, needed to do so. Gotcha. Okay. All right. Always good. I see, because I, I do see some content here on your Facebook page. So that's good. So guys, you can check that out at rock Boulevard band on Facebook and then the record itself, I got what you want. Um, the song that I had heard um, and played on this show prior was Invisible Chains, which I thought was a great song. Um, was that something, were you involved in the writing of that track? Uh, yeah, yeah. Most of um, the stuff on I Got What You Want, I think, was a, was an initial collaboration between uh, two or three of us or all of us at one different time. Um, I do remember a funny story where we were recording it and I was off in the studio. I mean, we recorded this really cool place called Granny's house and it was like, you know, it was a house with a studio built in it. And you know, they had like little rooms for Nintendo and, and whatever. And it was fun. And I remember I came back and they get, they're like, Dave, you got to check this out. And in the course they pulled everything out and the bass was just thumping with the drums. And I was like, that's cool. <laughs> you know, and I remember, I remember we were, you know, kind of that arrangement. I was like, wow, okay, neat. And I'm thinking to myself, did we just pull all the big guitars out of the big part of the song? Or, you know, it's just one of those things you're like, should have we done that? Or maybe, but it, it seems like it worked out really well. <laughs> and then we actually, unfortunately, which is really another sad thing, we just really didn't have the resources to put another five or six songs on that album, uh, which we really had some good ideas and some good songs, which we do actually do have on some cassette version. They're not nowhere near quality of... Um, you know, putting on something like, you know, like how Metallica, for example, they'll put like board tapes or things on their box sets or whatever, but you right. know, they can do that because they're them. <laughs> but for us, it, the production just wasn't really up to snuff, but there are some ideas to maybe look at and go back and revisit if we wanted to perhaps put something out in the future. Like, well, this is what we, we had this idea, we did it. But um, yeah, we could have, we probably could have put 10 songs on there, 10 or 11 songs, but we just didn't have the, you know, obviously the resources for the, uh, for the recording. I mean, of course. You know, I put the pilot for my car. We were getting investor money. I think, you know, somebody was selling a, a bike or, I mean, we were literally like throwing, you know, coins in a coffee can to try and get the, to get the financing done for the studio time and the production of the CDs, which a lot of bands were really not doing at that time. It was still, you know, in that cassette phase. And, you know, I think we were one of the first bands there in, in early nineties that actually had something on a CD. Right. Yeah. Well, it was, it wasn't easy to do at that time. No, there wasn't that many places to get them done. And where there was, they were pretty, pretty uh, cost prohibitive for an upcoming band. <laughs> Oh yeah. Well, yeah. Like again, like today with, you know, the instance of social media, I mean, you can literally capture a show or, or anything with your phone. And now with the digital technology of recording, I mean, you know, you can go in a great studio and get, you know, a killer drum track and then you can record guitars or vocals virtually anywhere exactly. with the software that's out there these days, like, you know, Pro Tools or Logic or whatever. So, I mean, that's another thing that kind of even gives us hope because we probably 
could write and record some stuff, even though we're in different cities, but we could probably get this thing together other than sitting in, you know, like a rehearsal room, you know, five nights a week with a, with a little cassette player trying to, you know, figure things out. So we might have a, you know, we might have a little edge with, uh, with some new material because we can do it that way. Exactly. Well, I hope that is where you guys decide to go with this. Cause, um, like I said, having heard this, um, I am surprised that more didn't happen for you guys back in that day because you guys are really solid here. So I hope you do get the chance to create some new music. Oh, and, thank you. And I hope you get the chance to do that, that, maybe that reunion show in Reno. Things are loosening up a little bit. And I know California, by you, aren't they saying June 15th you're fully reopening there? Yeah, yeah. I still, you know, prior to COVID, I was still, you know, working with cover bands uh, like in the 80s or disco bands. I was still doing 60 to 70 shows a, a year and maintaining still my, you know, my day job and my relationships and whatever. Um, but yeah, what I understand is, um, well, a lot of the clubs got resourceful because they had to make money and they started putting the bands on the patios or outside. And then they had like little beer tents, if you will. But uh, right. what I understand is uh, our our first gigs back in the clubs is in June. And it looks like we got, you know, the cover band stuff we got booked out through the end of the year. So it looks like that is, uh, you know, getting some normalcy, which is really cool because, you know, playing on the on the patio and the sidewalk is not really that fun unless you're, you know, in ninth grade and playing your first show or something. But, right. uh, yeah, it looks like we'll be able to get back to some sense of normalcy here pretty quick. Yeah, so there you go. So there's no excuses now. All you Rock Boulevard guys, reunite. Let us hear you. Yeah, and we were again. We were just thrilled that uh, that uh, Josh and Jake and Metallic Blue. You know, they were very, very thoughtful and very transparent. A very fair record contract. Um, and we were, you know, when I spoke to spoke to Josh, I was like, man. I would really be just happy if you guys got your money back for your investment. And they have done that. And when I launched a Facebook page, I was like, okay, are we going to get 30 people to even, you know, remember who we were? And I think within a matter of months, and I know on the grand scheme of things, it's not a lot, but we had 500 people that were interested in the band and I didn't do any boosts or I didn't do any advertising. So it was organically some, you know, the people that are on that site, they did have a genuine interest in the band. So, you know, it's something, like I said, we can build on and, 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 you know, it's obviously we're not going to probably, you know, buy a suit or, uh, you know, make a speech for the Grammys or anything like that. But, right. you know, for the people that really liked what we did and they had an interest, it, it is now there for you to, you know, to grab at will if you, if you will. <laughs> exactly. That's awesome. Yeah. And hey, yeah, you got to start somewhere. And I, and since I have your Facebook page up, you're at 514 right now, uh, followers. So that's something. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> there we go. You know, I know that these, you know, like I said, we didn't buy any fans. We didn't do any of these other, you know, you know, because like I said, like I said, I mean, and Mark, the singer, I haven't been in a room with him since 1990. I haven't seen Dean Robbie since 2016. Um, you know, through the power of technology, we do communicate, but, you know, and we were laughing about it. It's like back in the day, we were practicing four or five nights a week, you know, with, with schedules now and families and jobs, and it's unheard of. So, you know, hopefully, you know, with the social platforms like Zoom and things like that, we can work together, you know, remotely or, you know, from far, and we can put something together that people might want to hear. Perfect. Well, and speaking of music people want to hear, let's, um, uh, let's wrap this up with, uh, some music from Rock Boulevard. Um, I thought good. I would give you the honors of picking what I should play to wrap up this interview. I'm going to play one, or I'm going to, I know there's, uh, we've got a couple radio edits. 
Uh, we've got a fight song that we did for the, uh, the UNR Wolfpack. It was really cool. But um, if, now this is funny. I can't even remember the name of the song if I get it right. Uh, I Live for Rock and Roll or Girl, I Die for You. I can't remember. I think it's uh, I Live for Rock and Roll. On, on this record, it is I Live for Rock and Roll. <laughs> there Indeed. you go. That's, that's my selection. All right. All right. So before we uh, get into the song, anything else we need to know or should know about Rock Boulevard, David? Um, if there's any, you know, paternity suits out there, you're out of luck cause we're all poor, but, um, uh, <laughs> you know, anything like that? No, I no, no, I, we're just, like I said, again, we're, we're really thrilled that we have the opportunity to bring this to the people who want it. Um, you know, anybody that wants any additional info on the band, they're more than welcome to, uh, hit us up on our Facebook page. Um, and we're just, like I said, we really appreciate the, you know, the, uh, the effort, the metallic blue, uh, put behind uh, the CD and the presentation. It's a silver press disc. And like I said, we're just happy it's out there for the people who finally wanted it. Awesome. All right. Well, thank you so much, David, yeah. for uh, coming and sharing your story, your very unique, I must say, story. <laughs> oh, yeah. I could have I picked you. I mean, there's, I mean, I'm sure, like I said, if we can have, you know, maybe do a follow-up sometime with the other guys, I'm sure that we can ping some different things off. But, yeah, it's, it's a goofy story how, you know, and, you know, my life turned out with these guys because it's like I'm from Cleveland. These guys were briefly in Cleveland. I answered a call to join their band, and then I ended up in Reno. I mean, who knows? Like, I always make fun with, the, with your singer his name is jeff curry he's a he's a great guy too i'm like if i always would what would i have done if i never would have picked up that phone and you know we had a you know a brief laugh for it but yeah it was it was a cool way to you know kind of kick things off and uh like i said i hope that everybody enjoys the music that that it's out there for them perfect all right everybody we'll check it out right now this is rock boulevard i live for rock and roll 